Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you for listening to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. Welcome, friends. I'm your podcast host, and it's a delight to have you as part of today's podcast. It's, an ex- it's exciting for me to have my friend, Christian Faith Effens, with us. Kristen, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Mark. Kristen, we've talked about this, and I've been praying about it. I know you have, too, looking forward to this time together. And it's it's just really a joy to have you. I, I want to just introduce you for a moment here to my audience. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Kristen is, she's a Christian author. She's a licensed master social worker, and you're going to hear more about that in a little bit. She's a wife and mother of two children with very rare disorders, and again, she's going to be talking a little bit about that as she shares her story. She's from the great state of Tennessee. You know, I told you, I envy you, you know, in the right kind of way. <laughs> I love Tennessee. It's out. It's probably my favorite state. It and Colorado are some of my favorite states, but uh, we're just so delighted to have you on the podcast. Tell us a little bit more about who you are, Kristen, or maybe even some little-known fact about your life that you would like to share with our audience. My life, uh, I feel like it has been full. Um, A little fun fact, I've been to all 50 states. Um, Mm -hmm. Traveling was very important growing up Mm -hmm. uh, as a family, and we, with my parents, just finished Alaska and Hawaii. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's a little fun fact. <laughs> so what's your favorite state? Do you have a favorite, or is it like, if I could live anywhere when I retire, I will live here? Well, it was Oregon before we went to Hawaii, to Maui. Then it was Maui. Then we went to Alaska. Oh, It's a tie. It's a tie between Hawaii and Alaska. Is, Both very beautiful. You know, Alaska is beautiful, isn't it? The wilderness, the mountains. Mm-hmm. It is a beautiful state. Um, and I think... Before I went to Alaska, all I thought about was snow and Eskimos. And that's all mm-hmm. I thought. But <laughs> when you get there, when the war- weather's warm, it's a, it is, it's a very beautiful mm-hmm. state and a lot of wonderful people. Well, Kristen, we want to get right into our, our discussion today. And again, thank you for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this. We want to begin your story back to the end of your college years, your husband, you and your husband attended Wheaton College, and then from there you started out into ministry. So that's kind of where we're going to jump into your life and just share with us a little bit about the incredible journey that God took you and your husband on, and and you're still on even today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, my husband and I are Todd. Uh, we're about to celebrate 20 years of marriage. Congratulations. Uh, just a couple of days. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we met in college after we both felt the call of the ministry, uh, about six months after we both felt that. Mm-hmm. And we uh, both were passionate about camping ministry, adventure challenge. 
And um, we found an amazing graduate program at Wheaton College in Illinois. Mm -hmm. We did a year there uh, learning church ministry, then a year internship in northern Wisconsin and the Mm -hmm. Upper Peninsula of Mm -hmm. Michigan, doing 14-day backpacking trips and church retreats. Absolutely loved it. Went into ministry. Uh, We had felt maybe we were being called to overseas missions uh, at some point. Um, Became pregnant with my son and uh, decided we wanted to move back to Tennessee to be near family. Mm -hmm. And Todd applied to different churches. And uh, lo and behold, we got a call from a church he didn't even apply to. And uh, that actually uh, was a great fit. Uh, Shortly after we moved, our son became very ill uh, at just about two months old. And in and out of the hospital, doctors could not figure out what was wrong. He was having seizures, um, couldn't keep anything down. Very, very sick. Finally, uh, they ran all the genetic testing again Mm -hmm. and discovered he has a rare, extremely rare disorder. At that time, there were only 13 documented cases in the world. 13. Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) Yes. So treatment uh, was trial and error. Sure, sure. Of course it would be. Yes. Um, And of course, the developmental difficulties Mm -hmm. um, became pretty severe. So I resigned from my job to become full-time, um, uh, taking him to driving eight hours a day uh, across the state and back for medical appointments, mm-hmm. therapy appointments. And it was a full-time, extremely difficult time with my husband in full-time ministry. He was a youth pastor. Sure. Mm-hmm. Our son stabilized. Um, and then we became pregnant with my daughter, Bethany Grace. Early on in the pregnancy, it became very traumatic. We knew something was very wrong. I was in the hospital almost two months before her miraculous birth and survival. Mm-hmm. We knew that she had a rare disorder called Creedy Shaw syndrome or 5P minus, where she's missing a pretty big chunk of the fifth R, the fifth chromosome, the short arm, which causes a very severe medical developmental disabilities. Um, she was not supposed to survive. Mm-hmm. She did. Doctors wow. were astounded mm-hmm. that she came out pink at that time on room air, which means she didn't need oxygen or a ventilator. Um, sh- her journey has been one of miracle after miracle medically. Mm-hmm. And so we began our journey of two children with extreme needs mm-hmm. And uh, my husband's still a full-time youth, youth pastor. That had to be a lot of pressure at that point. I mean, I, I can't imagine what was going on emotionally and everything in your life. Uh, being in ministry and then having two children with uh, disorders and the burden that put on you, that had to be incredibly stressful during that time. Um, the only way we survived that time. Uh, was by the grace of God. We, we had a lot of support. Um, it felt impossible. I was still suffering from PTSD from the pregnancy and uh, watching Bethany Grace basically code um, in the NICU and be revived. Um, and just a, it, a roller coaster, a nightmare roller coaster is the only way to describe it. Right, right. So my mental health declined uh, dramatically. 
uh, to the point I couldn't function. Uh, my marriage began to fall apart. And we were in survival mode, literally mm -hmm. just trying to keep both our kids alive. Um, and you could see yeah. how that would happen. I mean, easily, easily, easily. things start mm -hmm. spiraling down, you know. Yes. And it was. Uh, and then when I reached my lowest uh, dark pit was when my faith in God shattered. Mm -hmm. I had had lifelong faith. Um, I just could not wrap my brain around how he could allow us to go through all of this mm -hmm. horrific suffering, mm -hmm. my, my children to suffer. Um, and for us, you know, to have committed to ministry for our lives here, we were, you know, pouring out in the church ministry, sure. mm -hmm. my faith shattered mm -hmm. and I was very angry with God and, the dark the pit of depression and the the faith uh, dark uh, crisis. Mm -hmm. um, I got to the point I didn't want to live anymore, um, and I don't wish that on anyone. And that's why I share my story. Right. So, so we um, with uh, my husband with Todd's mom actually was diagnosed with. Um, ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease at the same time. Mm -hmm. That was another reason my faith um, just, just, I, I just could not trust God. Um, she was the most giving woman. Mm -hmm. She was a yeah. mental health professional. Her faith never wavered. Um, she actually declined and passed away at the same time. We were going through this horrific struggle. Um, but because of that, we had been praying to move back to middle Tennessee mm -hmm. to be near um, medical and good school systems. And because of her passing away, the blessing of this house just dropped in our laps and we were able to move um, barely holding on to our family and marriage by string. Right. Right. Um, and I began, um, I, I decided uh, at a critical turning point, um, it was either given to death or choose that I'm going to give it everything I have left mm -hmm. um, and somehow learn to trust God again. That's a That was a huge decision to make, wasn't it, for you? Because, uh, because yeah, <laughs> most important of my life. <laughs> would, would I be right in saying that at that point, the easier thing to have done? might have been to give it in to the darkness and the depression. That might have been the easier thing at that point to have done. You know, depression is deceitful. Mm -hmm. um, de depression tells you lies. Yes, it about does. About yourself, mm -hmm. about life. Um, and I believed those mm -hmm. almost 100%. And yes, it, it feels at the time it is just easier to give into that to quit trying to struggle to get out of the pit. Mm -hmm. And um, yes. I like what I, you said about, yeah. if I could just interject this for a moment, you know, the lies that we hear when, when we're battling depression, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've had my bouts with depression. I've had a lot of people on the podcast who have had bouts of depression. Uh, and it is, and I appreciate what you said, because I think it is amazing that there are certain things that our mind is telling us in that depressed state 
that are really not true reality. It's not mm-hmm. true, but at the time, boy, does it ever seem like it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, that lie that, that that we're being told that life's not worth living, it, life will never be better again, right. you know. And yet, by the grace of God, somehow you found the strength to make that choice. So take, take us there. Take us to that point where you started moving in a new direction. I uh, was on uh, two or three years of therapy at that point. Mm-hmm. I had a very good therapist and she looked at me one day and said, Kristen, you have three options. I only see three options. You can either give in to death and uh, let that mm-hmm. basically just suck you into a, a vortex and a black hole and give in to that. You can continue to struggle, deny reality avoid reality and just be miserable what you're doing right now or you can choose to accept and embrace your life your new life Mm -hmm. and I walked away thinking there is no way I can do the third option that is just too hard that is impossible my reality is way too painful Mm -hmm. Um, I don't believe in God's goodness I don't have that You know, and that's always been the most important thing in my life. I was after that, um, just really, really battling in my mind and walking. uh, There was a park nearby that was just beautiful, a state park, walking through the woods, came to the lake and it was just such a beautiful day. The sunlight shimmering on the lake shore. And I just stood there and I thought, how could there be such beauty? How could God have created such beauty and not be good? Mm-hmm. But I, I can't understand it. I have been trying to search for answers for years after all this has happened. And I finally realized, oh, maybe that's what faith is. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't understand mm-hmm. how God could be good and allow the suffering. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to choose to trust and embrace that I will probably never have an answer to my mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. and just trust and have faith. That was the turning point. That was the turning point for you. That, that was the turning That's point. Incredible. And so what were some of the what were some of the things that began to change for you as you started this new walk of faith? Because that sounds to me like that's that's what you came to. It's like, you know what? I've got to I've got to learn to to live the faith life over again mm-hmm. and to trust in a God who while I don't understand his plan I can trust his hand. How how did that what did that look like in early stages for you as you emerged out of that darkness and into a new walk of faith? I began to and it was very integrated with my therapy from my trauma um, and just trying to accept uh my real, you know, my life circumstances, it opened my eyes to see my life and my circumstances in a totally different light Mm -hmm. that I had not been able to see before. I began to find moments where, um, I was grateful. Mm -hmm. I was grateful. My daughter was at home and not in the hospital that day. Right. Um, 
I was grateful that she is the most joyful, loving, empathic, um, caring human being I have ever met. Mm, that's beautiful. That she lights up the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though um, at the time she couldn't talk, I think she was about three at this time. Uh, she couldn't talk. Um, you know, there was nothing really in terms of me finding joy as being a mother you know, all that you usually get back. I love you, mommy, Mm -hmm. things like that. But she, she just lights up the room and anyone she comes into contact with, Mm -hmm. they're, they're more joyful. So I began to find moments where I I did start to enjoy life a little bit. Mm -hmm. Those positive feelings started to come back and um, realized looking back, there were places Mm -hmm. where God had been with us, never left us, um, where he was trying to say, you're going through this horrible time, mm-hmm. but I'm here. This is what I'm doing to help you. Um, and began to be able to see that. That's beautiful. And Todd, where was, you know, how, <laughs> where was Todd? And you're laughing. Where, where was Todd in this besides being, like totally about to lose his mind. Where where was Todd in some of this and during this time going on in your life? So we're actually writing a book together currently okay. um, for for parents who have medically complex or special needs children. Um, we, looking back and through therapy and writing the book, he had gone in, he checked out. Mm-hmm. We grieved together a little bit before she was born. And he grieved a little bit about his mom who was suffering uh, and dying. Mm -hmm. And then at the point she came home, it literally became survival mode. Mm -hmm. And he went into, I have to do a good job at the church, which they were incredibly supportive. Uh, Just Mm -hmm. incredibly. But he had to keep his job. You know, you have two children. Uh, We call them our million dollar children. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and he's having to keep his job at the church, right. which kept him out to at least two nights a week and at least a week in a month. He disconnected from his emotions. Mm-hmm. When I was suffering emotionally from trauma, from daily trauma, it, it actually was continual trauma. He could not be there for me. Um, and so we we began to totally disconnect. We were both doing a really good job of me doing, you know, taking care of the kids and all their needs and him taking care of the finances and the house. Um, That was the point where we totally disconnected. He was faithful, never wavered, the most amazing dad. Mm -hmm. Um, But we realized after we moved here to middle Tennessee, we, we had no relationship or connection left. So during this time when your faith began to move in a right direction, did some healing start in that relationship? And, and did he start seeing a difference in you? What, was, what started happening? Oh, I will, you know, like I said, I was able to start seeing things in a different light. Mm-hmm. And I was able to see, you know, he has been there, maybe not emotionally for me, but he never, never wavered. Mm-hmm. Uh, faithful, good man. So I began to see that we began to learn how to support one another. Good. 
through my therapy and counseling, you know, it, it was a lot of hard work. Marriage sure. is a lot of hard work. Yes, but when is. you have a situation like this, <laughs> that's just trying to keep your marriage together is hard, you know, like a full-time right. job. Right. So it has been a process over, we've lived here eight years, uh, process over eight years of healing, mm-hmm. of learning to validate one another. And one of the most critical pieces, one of the most critical pieces of advice I would give parents Uh, My therapist said to me, if the two of you do not find a way to get away together, it's not going to end well. That was one of the best pieces of advice, best pieces of of advice anyone's ever given us. Mm -hmm. But that seems impossible when you have a situation like this. Right. And to get away, you even feel guilty to even think about getting away. So, you, you know, all of that goes into the mix, too. So... Well, so you've been eight years in this journey. So kind of bring us up like to where you are today and how has God turned some of this pain and some of this sorrow into incredible ministry opportunities for you? At the point I began to become healthy again with my mental health Mm -hmm. um, and, and my faith and Todd's faith and our uh, connection together with God as the third chord. Uh, began to become strong again. I um, I realized I don't want anybody else to have to go through this. Any other mom, mm-hmm. you know, I, there there could have been turning points where I I hadn't gone. I could have avoided a lot of that darkness and pain. So I went back to graduate school to become a mental health counselor mm-hmm. and began to help one person at a time. It's beautiful. Yes. And then COVID actually helped everything come full circle, ironically, with my daughter unable to go to school with her medical fragility being at home. I was a mobile crisis counselor going into ER after ER, which I could no longer do. I, God opened the door for me to begin writing full time. And my, my mission, my hope um, is to share my story of rising up out of hopelessness when there seemed to be no hope left. Right. Right. And, um, and, and give others hope. That's beautiful. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I so wanted you on this hope along the journey podcast, because (laughs) I, when I heard your story and you told me about it, it's like, that's, that's what people need to hear is, that there is hope. There's a there is a way out through the grace of God. It's not an mm-hmm. it's not an easy journey. It's not sometimes even a quick journey. It's sometimes it's a marathon. But mm-hmm. by the grace of God, you can begin to take those steps that move you out of hopelessness and despair into a new life of faith and seeing the goodness of God. That's beautiful. What would you what would you say to that person sitting there with them at the couch or at the coffee shop, what would maybe be a couple of things you would say to that person who feels like they're stuck right where you were? What would be like those first couple of stepping stones to get them out of the quagmire of where they're mm-hmm. at? Yeah. The first thing I would say, um, which is uh, most critical and in, in what made, you know, the transformation of my life is at, at that lake shore, I realized I've done everything. My therapist has even said, I, I don't know how to help you. I'm out of ideas. Mm-hmm. I realized 
I, I can't help myself. I cannot get myself out of this dark pit mm-hmm. on my own mm-hmm. and realize, you know, the only, the only thing that is going to help me give me hope again, uh, the main thing is by just surrendering to God mm-hmm. and saying, I can't do this on my own. My hope is in you. Amen. That's good. And it, it, it is God that can lift mm-hmm. you out of that pit mm-hmm. and begin to heal and give you that hope and joy. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that journey begins with you. In essence, you've got to come to the realization you can't do this on your own, and you have to have the help of God. But mm-hmm. isn't it beautiful to know that when we reach that point, that even though we maybe have been angry with God and frustrated and and yet he's just like he's right there mm-hmm. at that moment to start us back on the pathway toward a new tomorrow to give mm-hmm. us a hope in a future. That's yes. beautiful. Well, before we go, Kristen, thank you for being on the podcast, but I'd like for you to just kind of share any social media updates or uh, anything you would like to share with our listeners so they could follow you or be better connected with what's going on and what God's doing with you and through you in the near future? So I have a couple of different websites. You know, my passion is um, lead, walking with people on their journey to mental health and faith, uh, growth and wholeness inspiring words for the journey. Um, I, I do post articles that um, help people along the way with both mm-hmm. those themes. Mm-hmm. Um, my strongest passion is helping special needs moms um, with mental health and spiritual growth mm-hmm. and giving them hope. I just began a new support group on Facebook called Special Needs Moms Living Strong. And uh, just would love for anyone that knows a special needs mom uh, to just pass the word. Uh, the easiest way is probably to go to my author website, KristenFaithEvans.com, and that will take you to my websites, all my social media links, mm-hmm. email. Uh, I would love for you to visit. Great. And we'll post your, uh, when we put the podcast out there, we'll post your website as well, a link where people can get to that. So. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless you, you and your husband and your beautiful children. Thank you so much for taking the time today, Kristen. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. God bless you. Thank you so much. You as well. Thank you, listeners, for listening to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. And as Kristen's testimony just underscores, Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. If you look to him, he will help you to find hope along the journey. God bless you, and thank you again for listening. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.